Hello, and welcome to Kingdom Minded Hooligans. I'm your host, Kayla Wolf, and with me, as always, is my favorite person in the world, my husband, Nathan Wolf. Hey, what's going on? Today, we are going to be discussing the themes of the Book of Acts. Now, after today, next week is when we finally start our verse-by-verse study. Yeah, so we encourage you to read Chapter 1 of the Book of Acts. That way, you have a jump start on what we will be discussing. Take notes as well, and if you see anything that looks a little confusing, reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to help. For sure. I am all about Bible journaling. I write, highlight, underline, do all the visual aids um, as much as possible so I get a better understanding of what I'm actually reading. Absolutely. I do the same thing. Yeah, your Bible's a little bit more colorful <laughs> than mine, that's for sure. Because that's the artist in you, 100%. Absolutely. Um, I just think I write too big on my Bible physically, and I think that's why I use a notebook. And maybe we should give examples of how you journal or show them your notepad because it's pretty intense. <laughs> Um, I'd be happy to, but I also want them to see your Bible too. I think it's super neat and creative and we probably should just like post pictures on Instagram or something. I also use the Bible app. I don't make it like my go-to. I love, love, love my study Bible. It really helps when I feel a little stuck on a topic because it has such amazing footnotes. And if you guys would like us to post or do a video or something on our tricks and tips of the Bible, let us know. We would definitely love to do that for you guys. So, as we've been stating, Jews thought Jesus was coming to save them from the oppression in Rome, but that really wasn't the case. He came for something far greater. And we see, right in our key verse, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when he tells his disciples to go and spread the gospel for the kingdom. Right. This is one of the main themes in this book. It begins with the kingdom of God and ends with the kingdom of God. David Peterson did a really solid commentary on the book of Acts, which is part of the Pillar Commentary Collection. Uh, guys, if you don't know what a commentary is, in this sense, it's just a series of notes explaining the meaning of passages of scripture. The commentary may explain the language used in a section of text, or it may discuss the historical background. Almost all commentaries attempt to explain the passage in terms of some system of theology. In other words, the commentary is an explanation of how the Bible fits together and what it means. Since a Bible commentary is written by human authors, it will usually reflect the beliefs and perspectives of those writers. Exactly. So when you look into commentaries, it is important to know about the author and their beliefs and values. So back on topic, <laughs> Peterson states, In the story of Acts, the gospel comes to the Jews first to enable them to turn to Jesus as their Messiah, and then to be the source of light for the Gentiles. Stephen and Paul outline the first stages of the fulfillment of the divine plan with salvation of Israel from Egypt and the establishment of the nation in Canaan. That's right. Jesus did come for the Jews, but they rejected him. And not to jump too far ahead, but we will be talking about Israel and how it rejected Jesus, and now that there's Jews and Gentiles alike that are dying for Jesus. Along with the kingdom, another major theme is God's sovereignty. Now, you may hear this often, but what does it really mean? Simplified, this means that God rules everything. The fact that God is sovereign essentially means that he has the power, wisdom, and authority to do anything he chooses within his creation. Whether or not he actually exerts that level of control in any given circumstance is actually a completely different question. Right, and throughout X, we'll see how he displays his power and his control. We'll emphasize this as we go along. You see right from the start when Jesus tells the apostles that they need to wait for the Holy Spirit. And that brings us to our next point, the Holy Spirit. As Nathan stated, we are introduced to this fairly quickly in Acts. It's actually in Acts chapter 2 that we will be discussing this further in detail. It's a pretty wild scene when you read about it. We'll be diving into it in the upcoming weeks, but just a quick summary. The Holy Spirit is one of the members of the Trinity. God the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three of these entities are God, and we will dive deeper into this when we discuss chapter 2. Now, the Trinity is a topic where it gets very confusing, but we will try our best to, when we get there, explain and help you guys get a better understanding of it. We will give you some examples or images to think about it when we dive into it. Next is the topic of the inclusive kingdom. We will see this in chapter 10 and really dig into it deep, but for right now, we're just going to do an overview. Right. And we have stated before, the Jews were God's chosen people. They did not view the Gentiles as clean people. Uh, They viewed them as impure and unclean. But we will see how God opens the eyes of the Jewish people to include the Gentile community. It's actually a pretty beautiful thing to see from the visions that Peter had to him, Whitney, seen to Cornelius and his community. It's just absolutely incredible. I completely agree. Once you really start diving deep into scripture and the meaning it holds, it's just so powerful. Now, moving on. Prayer is another theme throughout the book of Acts. It's mentioned in 19 of the 28 chapters. It is vital that we pray and talk to God. And when we pray, the Holy Spirit acts on our behalf to God. It's not only for wisdom, but for spiritual discipline as well. Right. And listen, we get it. I'm going to start counting how many times you say right. Because I feel like every time you talk, you start with right. Right. So. Where's my clicker? Back on track. Um, We absolutely get it. You know, you guys feel obligated to pray at the end of the day when you're about to fall asleep. And midway through your prayer, you either fall asleep, your mind goes somewhere else. We've both been there. However, through repetition and practice, you'll really see how meaningful prayer can be. I know it works best for me if I write down all of my prayer requests or um, prayer requests of others. I don't feel like I forget anybody or forget anything. And I write them all down or I'll use the notes app on my phone and store them there. For real. You know, I know I've finished praying and forgotten something to be like, uh, God is me again. I forgot this. Um, and like Kayla said, um, I used to write out my prayer list, like on my notes in my phone and then screenshot it and set it as my background. So I would constantly be seeing my prayer list all day long. And I think it's just beautiful when we get that time with God. Now guys, we strongly encourage reading your Bible every day and praying every day. If you're super busy, start small. Do 15, 30 minutes and keep going until you can do it for, let's say, an hour. God wants to hear from you. God knows your heart, so don't feel ashamed or intimidated when talking to him. And God loves talking to us. It's vital in our walk with Christ to keep communication going. No prayer is too small. But I will say this, the will of God is inevitable. So just because you might want something to happen doesn't mean it always will. So always pray for understanding when things may not turn out the way you want them to. Exactly. Um, I always pray for understanding of his will to happen because I've been told no by God a million times (laughs) and probably a million times more. But I always know that there's a far greater purpose than that. Like my opinion versus the creator's opinion. Let's see who wins. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of purpose... Uh, we're going to jump right into suffering. <laughs> like, that's a nice little <laughs> shimmy there. <laughs> so buckle up, guys. <laughs> Today, there are so many people telling you when it comes to Christ, it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. But I want to tell you straight up, it's not even close. Yes. Suffering is everywhere in the book of Acts. This book tells you that you will suffer for your faith. Period. Point blank. No rainbows, no butterflies, no, you know, it's not always sunshine. Um, You're not promised a big house, a lot of money, fancy cars, everything you want and all your needs met. You are told that you will suffer for your faith. But the reward in the end is so much greater, like far, far greater. The book of James tells us to rejoice when these trials come our way. 
and it builds endurance. Some of you might turn to sinful things, take the pain away, whether that be drugs, drinking, yelling, screaming, hurting others, all those things. God is there, right there, with you in that pain, right there in that moment. And I know you feel alone, but you're not, not at all. Exactly. I know Nathan and I have both battled our demons, and sometimes you feel isolated and you question where God is. But I assure you, he is right there with you every single step of the way. Now, it is common to feel this doubt, and but you have to be sure that you express this doubt with a fellow believer. Um, and Mark, we see this unfold. We're going to be reading from Mark chapter 9, verses 20 through 25, if you have your Bible. So please follow along. And it starts like this in verse 20. So they brought him, and when the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy in a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, please take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Guys, we have been this father at one point in our Amen. lives. Amen. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you are a father. <laughs> right. Lord, I believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. It's basically saying, God, I know you're real. But right at this moment, I don't feel like you can help me or you can hear me. We just have to remember that Jesus went through everything that we've went through, but still he was able to overcome it. We can do the same. When you're facing these trials, remember that God is with you every step of the way. It's just such a beautiful reminder. I feel like that's such a great way to wrap up this episode. <laughs> like it's just it's just so nice and refreshing. Like you feel alone, but you have to remember that God's there. And right. When you're feeling that doubt or that insecurity or that, you know, void, reach out to somebody, right. especially a fellow believer. I mean, it's just imperative that you say, hey, I'm having this doubt. Help me. You know, Lord, I believe. Help me overcome my belief. You right. know, I know we've both been there a hundred times and a hundred times more. And guys, another thing for me personally, um, I find this really weird comfort in knowing that I'm not the only person struggling with the things that I'm struggling with. Right. Like when I reach out to other believers and, and bring my burdens to them to let them know, you know, can you pray for me? To see that they're struggling in the same things or they have struggled in the same things. Just knowing that as a believer, you're not alone and you're not facing, you know, something new. Exactly. I mean, the Apostle Paul tells us, tells the church, hey, you're to bear each other's burdens. Right. You know, you're not in this fight alone. You're not by yourself. You know, not only is God there, but us as believers right there with you. Now, guys, that wraps up today's episode. <laughs> um, a little bit depressing note there. <laughs> um, but don't forget to read the first chapter of Acts before next Wednesday and take notes. We will post a um, either Instagram post or a little live video or something about our journals and Nathan's Bible. Guys, it's super incredible. Fun fact. <laughs> my husband has a degree in graphic design. He's super, super skilled and talented. Mine does not look that way. <laughs> One time I drew a crocodile and Nathan asked me if Carter drew it. <laughs> Our six-year-old. <laughs> so I do not have the art skills. <laughs> um, 
But we encourage you to, you know, read your Bible, read the first chapter of Acts, take notes, and encourage you to be reading and praying every day for 10, 15 minutes a day without distractions. So put your phone on Do Not Disturb, go into a quiet place in your house, or if it's in your car on your way to school, heck, it could even be in, you know, lunchtime at school in the bathroom. Just take right. that minute, you know, more minutes, you know, right. to really connect with God. Right, and just disconnect from everything else. And something my pastor taught me, you know, growing up when I was younger, he said, obviously read your Bible every day, but he said, when it comes to prayer, he said, start with five minutes. He said, because, you know, you'll really see how long five minutes is when you sit down and start praying, especially when right. it's something you don't do every day. And he said, you know, pray every day for a week for five minutes and then bump it up to seven to 10 minutes. And then from 10 to 15, just every week, just start adding more and more. And you'll just find yourself getting into this habit where you can pray for an hour every day and it just doesn't seem that difficult. We should put the prayer challenge up. That would be really sick because yeah. I think it starts with like one minute a day and then like for 30 days you'll be up to an hour right? or however because you double it each day. So we'll look out for that guys. Like that's pretty cool. Thank you for reminding me about that. That's neat. Is there anything else you'd love to say to our wonderful people listening? Um, yeah. Be sure to check out our website. <laughs> KingdomMindedHooligans.com, or you can find us on Instagram at KMHooligans. You can find Kayla on Instagram at Kayla Ellen, or myself at Wolf underscore K dot M dot H. And stay tuned for our outtakes. Oh, <laughs> our uh, jabber jabber, our <laughs> off topic. Like we talked about last uh, a couple days ago, my tangents on 18 different branches. And here we are going into a rabbit hole in our closing <laughs> yeah, section. <I> <laughs> So stay tuned for our outtakes, and if you guys have any questions while you're reading or about anything, just be sure to reach out to us, and we'll gladly help in any way we can. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. teen ministry. Today's episode was written by me, Kayla Wolf, and our sound design is by Brady Keaton. childhood he answered Whew, i cannot say that word cha 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 start again um you're not promised money houses cars clothes you know i feel like that rap song by little way i thought you were gonna go the next one i was like please don't oh my goodness <laughs> i know words um ooh, i know words work best for me obviously because i can't speak <laughs> I can't believe it's like little white. Oh, it's my drink.